watch playlist and watch whatever it's called it's from uh, alana pierce and um she lets the podcast like kind of run initially she just presses record without introducing anything and just allows in the mid-sentence to get into the whatever debate there are there are in the moment that has nothing to do with video games and then she kind of like segues into it and apparently people like that so well, uh, well that's what i was kind of expecting to mark just like randomly hit the, the start button like unless we say something really raunchy, I don't think we are where we ever did. But yeah, it could be cool, just random ramblings, and then you start it. And yeah, that's. I mean, you know. it's just that it's more the candidness of it that people yeah. respond to. So. Sure. Okay, I'll do that. I mean, you guys are already live right now. Oh wow, look at that. We're talking about. Oh, pe- yeah. <laughs> 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 so, yeah. Yeah. So, so I gotta uh, tell you guys something, okay? Because fuck it, since we're already uh, recording, I'm playing Uncharted Lost Legacy, and first of all, it's an incredible game. Dave, old. you're totally right. I um, it's fast becoming my favorite Uncharted out of all of yes. them. Yes, because it's uh, so it's, focused. It's it's fucking fantastic. That's like, it. I love so the focused. Dynamics. Yeah, exactly. There's not four billion people into like the whole story trying to match it together. It's super interesting. But anyways, yeah, go for it. And, and the characters are, are just really, I've always enjoyed Chloe Frazier in, uh, in the, the second one in particular. I just really enjoyed her character. And I, I just thought that uh, it's really well done. The dynamic as well is cool. Um, but uh, I'm playing on crushing because <laughs> I'm trying to get the trophies. And it's fucking tough, man. <laughs> I'm getting my ass whipped. So people see me from like 70 meters away. And I'm like, how? How? I'm in this tall fucking grass. You can't, you know, it's bullshit. I'm in the jungle. This is bullshit. And, <laughs> I just went through this whole like one scene. Uh, I'm playing it 30 for 30 minutes. Just basically uh, every time I get caught and this one big juggernaut guy with like a mini gun is shooting at me and there's no way to kill him. Um, but yeah, otherwise I just I love the game. Uh, I can't oh. wait to play some more. Awesome. I'll get there one day when I finish about three more than Charlie. You got you got to play them, Mark. I mean, Uncharted that, one. Yes. Is is essentially like I made the comparison for you because you've tried you've tried this, the, the the trilogy there. It's like Gears One. It's almost like a glorified demo, like got the foundations right, but then Gears Two really upped the ante. It's the same thing with Uncharted Two. Yep, that's so. true. Well, that's the one everyone uh, fights all over, right? It's Part Two. Yeah, Part Two is amazing. Like I really love Part Two. Yeah, mm-hmm. but, I mean it's the the set pieces in the game were at the time like unmatched in terms of the quality mm-hmm. the way they were they were done. And it almost like revitalized and changed the way action adventure games are designed. Um, and s- since then, a lot of games have either mimicked it or you know done something similar but different. Um, and it's just it's ha- it has its place in uh, the history of video games. So you definitely get need to get on that. Okay, cool, cool. I just need a machine to stop time, unfortunately, so I can play all this stuff. <laughs> You need uh, oh, the never-ending backlog. I mean, fuck. <laughs> it's never-ending. Still got, I like, know. 90 titles, at least. I, I, no, actually, I checked on my Xbox the other day, because... Oh, spoiler, everyone, I got a Series X. Woo! Uh, woo! And I had to use the Xbox app, and there was a tab that just had all my owned games on there. And it was, like, or own plus Game Pass and all that stuff. Yeah. Like a full yeah, library. Was that, yeah, it was that 713. <laughs> Holy that. shit, man. Honestly, a lot of those are games I'll never play because they were like games with gold that I like, whatever, I just downloaded because they were free. Of course, yeah. But, and this is like over the years. I mean, you've had, 
you know, you've been an Xbox guy from the beginning in terms of uh, Xbox Live and everything. So it's 2004. So that's a fucking long time to collect titles. I get that. Yeah. Plus, there's everything on PlayStation. I don't know how many that th- those are. You know. Fuck. Probably another hundred. And Switch. <laughs> Switch, another maybe a few dozen. And then retro. Oh yeah, of course. We're doing <laughs> collection. Yeah, you're never gonna get past it. That's it. You're just gonna have to keep those games forever. And yeah. Yeah. It's never. Sorry, man. I know. It's just the struggle of a gamer. Gamer. I, I mean, right. I, I'm a little upset because I have my PS3 back home. And I don't have access to it. And now that the store is closing, I'm like, fuck, <laughs> all these other things that I wanted to get. Because I have a collection on, on, on disc, but I still wanted to play Festival of Blood or other things that are digital only. Yeah. And I'm I'm pretty pissed about that shit. <laughs> Just call well, your dad and get him to set it up for you. <laughs> yeah, my dad who can barely send a text message. I'm <laughs> yeah no it's it's just it's a lost cause it's over uh, we'll send angry letters to jim ryan we'll I'm talk sure about it's not soon <laughs> yeah jim is uh yeah he's i don't know what, what's up with him he, he's an investor it's what he is he's 100 yeah, yeah. percent all business doesn't care if something doesn't make uh, a penny he uh like i'll give an example okay the japan studio Okay, fine. They weren't really bringing in the money, but if they got some extra investment, it's not like they would be, they weren't tied to successful titles. They got Bloodborne, Demon Souls recently, the remake, uh, the whole you know Astro series and so on, and uh, they basically gutted the entire team. Gravity Rush, fine. It, it was it's it's a niche title. It's not going to get like you know widespread appeal like uh, God of War or something, but and you know it still had a market for it, and uh, they could have just you know been a bit more lean with the budget and have a double a title as opposed to a full triple a and i don't know what happened but they decided to just shutter it completely and uh leave the sobi team which yeah it's good for them but i'm sad to see all these like talented people who've been there for like 20 plus years uh move on because that's just like uh, a gap in uh the sort of institutional knowledge within playstation I agree. I agree. And aren't they the ones also that made the Legend of the Dragoon? I think it is. I think it is like Sony proper that did it. Like, yeah. It, it was I like an old PS1 game, but I fucking love that game like so much. Everyone wanted a sequel. Like I heard they had one, but they canceled it for PS2. Then it just never bothered, which is weird. And I, I don't know. I don't know if they just doubled down on Final Fantasy. Like all oh, RPGs will just have like Square Enix handle it. But I don't know. It's they had like good potential and they just dropped it for X reason. And I, I think I really think it was Sony proper that that made it. So yeah, it's kind of kind of a disappointment. I mean, it might at some point. I mean, it's still only IP, I'm sure. So it might mm-hmm. at some point be worked on by some other team. You know, they they've had they've shared IPs with you know teams that are not first party, right? So like recently with Little Big sure. Planet, they got Sumo Digital to to do Sackboy. Apparently that was pretty fun. But, oh wow, uh, Sumo did a good game. Jesus. Yeah, imagine that. <laughs> I mean, but, you know, I saw an article recently. They're, they're making more money than they've ever made. So oh, that's good, at least. Yeah. Doing something right, I guess. Uh, but Sackboy, anybody who's played it among my friends, uh, they're like, don't underestimate it. It's actually quite fun. And uh, has apparently a really killer soundtrack, too, which kind of uh, does like twists on modern, like, modern dance hits or beats. Apparently, it's well done. I'm, I'm keen to try it out. I just don't want to pay uh, 50, 60 quid for it. <laughs> 
Just wait for it to show up on uh, PS Plus. And that'll be in like a year or two. So they keep. Uh, they keep. Well, you got uh, nothing else to do in, in between now and then. <laughs> I, got, I mean, I'm playing Uncharted. I got like all kinds of shit. But I mean, it's they. PS Plus has been great this year so far, like nonstop. Every month has had some stellar titles, but they've started double dipping a bit. You know, Days Gone, for instance, great title in its own right. I know Dave will shit on it, but Mark can, can attest that it's good. Um, you know, they are released on PS Now. It's also part of the PS Plus collection on PS5. So you're kind of like, okay, I guess it's for those, you know, people left over on PS4, like Dave, who's, who's never going to try it otherwise. That's very true. That's very true. Hey, in all honesty, the, the plus in games of gold uh, games should be games that you normally wouldn't try out unless they were free. That's, you know, it's a way to try to kind of, uh, what do you call? Uh, well, it's easy advertising, essentially. It's, that's it, it's exactly. Demoing stuff, yeah. I mean, I get that you need to have sometimes like a, a really like big title that everyone's excited for to make the service feel, you know, worth its, its uh, money or whatever. But uh, I, I still think it's a good opportunity for some of the smaller titles that get a lot less attention but are still quality to get a chance to, to be in the limelight. Yeah, but yeah. the only issue is like you, you get the, you'll get the mouth breathers who will start complaining like, oh, I want Far Cry 6 to be on there day one. Well, I mean, Game Pass is doing that. <laughs> I know, but Far Cry no, 6. Some, some idiots think that should be part of the same thing. They, they don't want to pay more because they're cheap and lazy. Yeah, I think, uh, like, we, you know, we've said it time and time again in multiple uh, recordings. Gamers are entitled pricks sometimes. <laughs> so, <laughs> it uh, comes to the territory, I guess. So, uh, welcome to the show, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 20 minutes in. Great. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Best way to do it. Uh, welcome to Two Gamers and an Old Man. They are the two gamers, and I am the old man. And uh, we talk about games, and I'll complain about how things used to be. Pretty much, right? <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> so, uh, I guess we had already started, but uh, Dimitri, you already started talking about what you're playing right now. Want to piggyback yeah. off that? I mean, aside from Uncharted recently, a game that is older now, so it's something along up your alley. Uh, I played uh, and beat Far Cry 3 Classic Edition. I uh, got the Platinum on that. That was fun. And I could see why a lot of people enjoyed it, because I happened to miss it uh, at the time I had uh, moved countries, so I just slipped my radar. And everyone kept, like, hyping up how badass the game is, especially with the, you know, Vass, the bad guy. Uh, Voss, sorry. Um... And I really enjoyed the whole the whole game. It was really fun, like just like especially when you start getting stronger and get all these kind of perks and skills. You know, you're basically like going through the jungle Rambo style and killing everybody and lighting everyone on fire with the flamethrower. It's, it's fun. Mm-hmm. But uh, I don't miss some of the old game tropes. You know, where uh, what do you call the the detection thing when when you're trying to sneak around in a game that's not really well designed for sneaking. And then the second someone sees you, you fail the mission automatically. You can't, like, improvise on the spot and change up mm-hmm. your... So I find that stuff really annoying because it's like, come on, like, just let me go through, okay? <laughs> um, and it, it was an adjustment at the beginning because I had just finished, what, like a three-and-a-half-month run on Assassin's Creed Valhalla at 60 frames per second. And this is, like, old school, more 30 frames, first person, first... Uh, play session it was like maybe 30 40 minutes and i had a bit of motion sickness by the end of it like, <laughs> i'm not used to this my eyes 
we're straining to get used to it, but over time it was fine. I just, I can't believe how the the frames per second difference really like affects the way you perceive a game. So that was interesting, but I'm looking forward to the new Far Cry. Uh, I know it's probably gonna be leaks, you know, better and different than Far Cry 3 now, because it is pretty old, but uh, it got me excited about Far Cry. You know, I, I'd, I'd only tried Far Cry 1 and 2 before, I'd even do four or primal or even five, which I have on my uh, my backlog. But I, I I think it'd be fun. I think uh, having uh, something like what looks like Cuba or whatever, and it reminds me of three in some ways. So I think I'd enjoy it. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, five, five is really amazing. Like it's really good. Again, don't touch the DLC at all. <laughs> don't okay. don't don't bother. Um, that's the thing. Like you can probably get like. Try to get trophies with it, but I know a couple of them you it'd be easier to do in co-op, and other ones are just like grind. So right. for me, I just said f this, I'm not doing this crap. Like I got 100% on the base game, I was happy with that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the DLC packs are just they're they're not good at all. Yeah, not, I wouldn't do that. I mean, the with at least with, with a PlayStation because they do different types of trophies, right? Mm-hmm. Even if you weren't to finish the game, you can still see that you got the platinum on the base game. True. So. For me, that's I'm as a trophy hunter. I'm like, okay, I'm satisfied that at least I got the core bits done, and I'm not gonna go and, for instance, like with Battlefield One, I got the the platinum. But if you see the grind that you'd have to do for some of these DLC trophies, oh yeah, they're ridiculous. Yeah, so I was like, fuck yeah, yeah, that, yeah. done. I can't. Yeah. 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 Uh, it's it's it shows they're kind of losing player player base, and they're like, uh, okay, let's make these fucking trophies like stupid grindy for like X weapons you have to do, and like yeah, go exactly. away. Go away. <laughs> Go away. <laughs> Stupid. But Far Cry looks like it'd be a lot of fun. I, I mean, I like the idea of this cult kind of you know, theme, and the bad guy looks interesting enough. Uh, I have to try it out, I guess. Um, no, it, it's really good, because like, that's the thing. The bad guy like, is a bad guy, but there is a logic to it. Okay. Um, especially, like, he has, like, underlings, like, like the seed family have the... Basically, like, each section has... Uh, the map is, like, controlled by a certain brother or sister. And, and, you know, they are evil, but there's a good reason for it, though. So you're like, oh, so you kind of sympathize-ish sometimes. You'd be like, I kind of feel bad, but they turn into pieces of shit. So, you know, you have to take them out. But it's very interesting. <laughs> the story's really well told. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. Fair sure to play Blood Dragon, too. Yeah, it's just dumb fun. <laughs> yeah, it's dumb fun. I, I could probably, I think I saw that on sale here and there. Yeah, it's a quick game too. Exactly, it's 25 hours. You get like trophy, all the trophies, and you're good. Mm-hmm. Okay, sounds good. Yeah. So yeah, um, like I said, I was mostly Uncharted and Far Cry, but I did want to uh, talk about one more thing. I tried the Maiden demo for Resident Evil uh, Village uh, on PS5, and I was I was pleasantly surprised. Like it looks great, just mm-hmm. hands down. Like the the level of detail in the environments just like it's it's so creepy and uh i can see you know why it's this game's gonna sell like gangbusters obviously it's a very like small teaser so there's almost like there's no action or no you know jump scares aside from like one yeah, or two it's just puzzles yeah, yeah little, like mini puzzles or whatever and it gets you um used to kind of the mechanics of uh discovering things like you look at an item and you have to look at it at a certain angle to notice something else that you would detach from that item or whatever that's something that like 
you know, if you play Resident Evil enough, you'll you'll know easily. Yeah. I don't. So I was like at first like, I'm looking at this item, but there's nothing there. <laughs> and I realized, <laughs> okay, I gotta twist around and and see what's happening. But yeah, I I was I was happy to see the the demo through, and uh, obviously the giant uh, vampire lady with uh, the giant uh, look and everything. Um, she uh, yeah, she was creepy as hell. So uh, it's gonna be fun. I'm kind of curious, well, because it is a demo, and I think it's representative of the main character because you play someone else technically in that demo. I'm mm-hmm. just wondering because, like Resident Evil Seven, like I, I liked it, I still enjoyed it. I finished it twice, got collectibles and all that shit. Um, but at the same time, like comparing to Resident Evil Two, Resident Evil Three remakes, I love those a lot more, just because like it feels more like classic Resident Evil. Yeah. As, as RE Seven was, it is Resident Evil. Because there is like still puzzles and everything else, and it has the same DNA, but like with first person, it feels a bit different. It feels like you're feeling a bit slower. Like I find yeah. Ethan just a walking brick. Uh, <laughs> just he's just slow as fuck. It just it annoyed the shit out of me. But I'm wondering, like I think the Maiden demo is the same thing. Like you don't walk, you don't walk fast at all. You're kind of slowish and. No, actually, um, I don't know if I mean because the Maiden demo, at least the character, okay. you're able to to sprint around so i like you can walk a little slower and then you can pick up the speed but obviously you're making a lot more sound and the sound uh in the demo because i had put on the 3d audio was really like fucking scary like i, I was like shut up stop walking so loud <laughs> like, <laughs> like okay. i'm gonna get caught you know um but it was uh yeah you can walk quickly so it's not a uh, tank controls like you'd expect from uh, I guess previous Resident Evils and so on. Yeah. Um, so I think they improved on that. I think they took some notes. For me, yeah. honestly, there are parts like I, I, you know, it reminded me of the PT demo a little, with uh, just the eeriness and creepiness. Probably not yeah. as scary, but uh, something like that, I guess. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I can see why the, you know, especially Resident Evil purists would prefer the third person kind of perspective. Um, yeah. Yeah, I, I kind of do. Um, <laughs> but at the same time, like, it doesn't stop me from playing the game. It still looks pretty good. It looks really amazing. Uh, but I, I agree that... I, well, that's the thing. Like, e- e- Ethan was supposed to be kind of representation of the player. That was yeah. the whole idea. That's why you never see his face. Even in the promotional material, you never see his face at all. Um, which is which is fine. It's interesting. Um, mm. But it's just, like... It's always fun to play those classic characters, like typical Resident Evil, like, you know, Jill, Leon, all that stuff. So. Um, I'm just kind of curious if like Resident Evil 8 was going to be like the last one with Ethan, or they can continue it, uh, because I, I know at the same time yeah like Resident Evil 7 made money, but so did like RE2 and RE3 remakes. So it's just I I, I don't know like where where they want to go. So yeah. who knows? But yeah. yeah, but yeah, so it was good times. I mean, I, I can only imagine what this game would be like if it were to be in VR, like Resident Evil 7 was. Mm. Uh, I had a friend who played uh, RE7 on, on VR, and he couldn't do more than 10 minutes because he was shitting himself. Uh, <laughs> it was like, I did try a demo in VR for RE7, and yeah, I was, I can see it was creepy. You know, it's like a little like lady crawling in the walls and stuff. I was like, ah, oh, I can't do this. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but yeah, it's it just, I think it's going to be a good title. Um, at least visually, uh, you know, it really showcased something that felt next gen and to some extent at least um and the, the audio in particular was impressive so yeah hopefully you guys enjoy it when it's out i'll wait a little bit a little bit because i still got to i got to play re2 remake and re3 remake and mm-hmm. fuck, i'm gonna have to play re4 because i only played a little bit of that i haven't properly beaten it 
What? Yeah, no, it's one of those. I mean, it's like the Mass Effect trilogy. I never touched the Mass Effect trilogy. <laughs> tisk tisk. Well, I know. Me neither. Blasphemy. But uh, I have a chance now. They're, they're releasing the trilogy. So, mm-hmm. speaking of which, I mean, there's a segue for the remastered stuff. <laughs> <laughs> it's true that we're going to discuss. Yeah, a little bit later. Fair enough. We'll get back to it. Yeah. Uh, so is that it, Dimitri? That's your. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that's about it. Otherwise, it's like some shit on my phone or whatever. I'm not gonna... <laughs> those aren't games. No, <laughs> those aren't. Those aren't the same. Gotcha games, man. All the ones are money and your time. Yeah, yeah pretty much. Actually, like, not you ran out time, of energy. Like... Give us money. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's not even your time. Basically, it's certain games you just let it run. You're like, oh, you you pay to actually run faster. Like, okay. No. Yeah, it's a, it's a stupid shit. I remember like the first time I had that experience of like real racing three or whatever, because I like those kind of sim racing games. But it's like you, if you want to access this cup, you can either wait an hour and a half or you can pay now. I was like, fuck that. What is this? Ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Fucking oh, by EA. the way, uh, Dimitri, I got free Apple Arcade for a few months because I got a different phone. Yeah, I mean, that's where, okay, so if we're going to talk about some mobile, that's the only service that I was actually quite um, keen on. There's some good titles there. Um, I played What the Golf, which is very weird. Basically, it's a golf game, but um, you're not actually golfing. You're doing some ridiculous stuff in the process because uh, it's like What the Golf with question mark. And uh, I'll let you play that, Mark, and you'll see what I'm talking about. It's, it's just a fun game. Um, yeah, I've heard of it. It sounded pretty cool, where it's like it's all these weird hard- courses kind of. Yeah, it's multi. Like it's it's just you know you're you're you can be golfing like couches and shit. You know, like, I don't know. <laughs> so, um, it's it's really fun, and every it's like ten or so worlds, and they all have different themes. So, and they do a lot of uh, Easter eggs for video games and things like that. So that's that's really cool. Okay. Uh, but there are there are a good few titles there. Like you got the Last Campfire. Um, so that uh, is like a nice little indie from the guys who did. Um, uh it's well hello whatever what is it called no man's sky sorry thank you uh i'm talking to myself and then uh you also have um i'm, I'm fucking blanking on all these names give me a second <laughs> no worries okay the pathless which is from the guys who did uh abzu um which is now one of the free titles on the sort of ps uh, stay at home initiative Mm-hmm. And that one, like, I, I loved Abs. It was really good. It's kind of like Journey in the way it's played out. And Pathless builds up on that in, a, in an open world. And you're, it's very uh, fast moving. And you're using a bow and arrow to, like, shoot down targets and take, you know, it's, it's in this old world, with, like, mysticism and things like that. So that's pretty cool. Uh, otherwise, you got Little Orpheus, which is from um, the Chinese room. The guys behind uh, Everybody's Gone to the Rapture. And it's about a, a Soviet cosmonaut who ends up going to the core of the earth and it's like filled with dinosaurs and all kinds of weird creatures. And it's very, um, it's like a narrative tale. It's really fun. And then uh, another one that's, that's apparently is really good is um, Overland. But I'm not entirely, it's more strategy oriented, a bit of post-apocalyptic. But there's like easily another half dozen that are worth your time. So you might as well, you know, give it a yeah, shot. I mean, yeah, I'll take a look. I got a few months, so why not see yeah. what they got? Yeah, like Exit the Gungeon or Shantae, if you like those platform things, or I don't know. People love those Shantae games, man. Yeah, those games those games sell like crazy. I don't know what it is, but... I mean, I got a couple of free ones that were games with gold, so I should try them. It's just it's really like it's, man. 
That's all it is. Like, <laughs> Why should have naked chicks running around? And she dances <laughs> too. Selling point. Exactly. That's the selling point to me. Like, like, that's not like a dick, but that's what it is. <laughs> I guess so. But yeah, give it a shot. I, I was I was pleasantly surprised, and he actually just uh, what was it two days ago? They just added a bunch of uh, classic iPhone games, iOS games like uh, mm-hmm. Cut the Rope or uh, you know uh, Fruit Ninja and things like that. And it's just tossing it in there. Badland, which got uh, several awards, so and um, Monument Valley. So you got like you got enough to keep you. And some of them are really just actual fun titles that would normally sell for like you know, 10 quid or whatever uh, on the PlayStation or Xbox stores. So you're just mm-hmm. getting them free of charge like that. And okay. uh, I think you could connect your your Xbox controller. Um, I don't know about the Series X, but at least the old Xbox controllers uh, work. I think iOS needs to, I think they need to update the iOS, the latest one, to get the DualSense and the Xbox Series X controllers to work. Oh, that's cool. I didn't know that. Yeah, so if you have it on, if you have it on it's, I don't know if your device is like an iPad or just an iPhone, but um you know depending on the screen you can also mirror it and just play like that it's just like uh, apple's way of like dipping their toe in the gaming industry okay well it's a cool little extra yeah free of charge why not yeah for three months is <laughs> that i mean dude they, they sell these subscriptions all like a, an example apple uh, tv plus or whatever you get like a year yeah <laughs> so you just like you can plow through their entire library during that time and and you know, still have time to spare. Mm-hmm. Then we need to catch up. You get a new phone, you get another year. <laughs> well, that's it. I think that's what they're trying to do. Just suck you into their ecosystem. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah. So go on, Mark. Yeah, I, uh, we'll go on to Mr. Big Dave. What's he been Dave. up to? What? Oh, okay. Um, Wake up. So essentially, yeah. <laughs> Falling asleep, just hearing Dimitri talk all the time. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm being a joke. <laughs> okay, uh, I had to, sorry. Um, yeah, no, great. on my end, um, I'm actually playing um, actually a couple games. So uh, my main focus is Jade Empire, the old Jade Empire from Xbox. Nice. Uh, it's on backwards compatible, and I fucking love the game. It's really, really good. The story's amazing. Combat's amazing. Dialogue's amazing. Character's amazing. I love every single part of it. I'm just drawn into it. I'm like, I'm only 10 hours in, uh, but it's, I'm only 10 hours in, chapter two, and I, I think there's seven or eight chapters, but they're like, it's it gets pretty beefy later on. So, I mean, cool. I can't wait to plow through it. Um, before that, I was playing a bit of uh, KOTOR. Um, I was having fun with the, uh, the story. The story's really good. Uh, the characters are good. I hate the combat. Um, I know people chastise me for it. That's fine. Um, it, it's all based on like yeah, Dungeons and Dragons uh, type of systems. So it's you know dice rolls. I can't stand that. Uh, but that's me. That's my own personal preference. So I just stopped playing. <laughs> why, so. why did they? I mean, I, I understand it's a different developer, but why did they change up the the like, I guess the gameplay style versus Kotar One? Wait. Um, I don't know, to be honest. I don't know why they, they switched it, but, um, well, that's the thing. Um, Kotor Warns more like a, a traditional RPG, so you have, like, swords, which is, like, sabers, but the same thing. Uh, you have the same attack patterns, pretty much, like as Baldur's Gate, so they kind of, like, backed up from that. And, um, Jade Empire, it's more of a fighting action game. Okay. Um, so you have different styles, four different styles can have at the same time, but it, it's basically, you have the, you know, 
strong combos, weak combos, and everything else. So it, yeah, it's a mix of a fighting game a bit. Um, well, well, more action game or anything else. Um, so they really changed their whole perspective on, on combat. And I think after Jade Empire, that's when they like kind of ditched the whole D20 system of like D&D. They completely ditched it. Uh, mm-hmm. So, you know, next one yeah, was Jade Empire. I think after that was Mass Effect 1. So yeah. right there, it was like a shooter. So they pretty much ditched their, their, their OG DNA. So I'm happy with that. I'm really happy with that, <laughs> to be quite honest. Uh, but yeah. I can see I can see why why people actually stuck with like Kotor one and two, uh, because the story is really good. Uh, the characters are fantastically written. It's really good. It's just the combat is just annoying me. Like like just an example. Like you can have dual sabers, but on D and D it's like you have to do dice roll per saber. So that means you, you know you can do a fuck ton of damage, but you can miss more. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah. I have a character that just can, can continuously misses, and it's like, oh, you have to like I've been reading online, you have to have X strength and X like um, abilities that have to boost up to actually make it work. It I'm like, fuck off, fuck off, man. Like it should work as a base, as a base system. It should work fine after that. You improve it, you know, as your upgrade. But the thing is, like your upgrades are, ne- are necessary to actually do anything. And it's just I, again, it's fine for D and D fans. Like it's completely fine for them. For me, it's just no. <laughs> so I'm like, fuck this. Um, it's a bit of a shame because like the game is, yeah. It's still so good. so, Kotar one and two have the same combat system. Yes. Okay, I misunderstood. I, I thought they had a different one, and I was wondering no. why they would do, they would do that. Okay, no. cool. Yeah, it's well, it is like you know two diff- different developers, but like uh, Obsidian yeah. you know, took the second one. They did what they want with it, but at the same time, they just took the, the exact same thing. Uh, it's, it's even the same thing with, like, uh, you know, like, typical Bioware games is always uh, charm or, or uh, intimidate, like, kind of trees that you can, you know, do dialogues, they have, like, different outcomes. And, yeah. like, that was a pure D&D, like, dice roll. E- even if I have, like, like something like 50% chance of, like, getting something, like, they don't tell you the percentage, and you just, like, fail all the time. It's just, like, like how how much do I have to build this skill to be useful? And you pretty much have to be towards like three quarters toward the end. I'm like fuck off. Like go fuck off. Like this is just dumb. So I, again, they improved it later on the lines in the later games. Like even like Jade Empire, I think that's when they start improving, make it less D and D and more their own DNA. So fair enough. Yeah, I'm enjoying that. Um, as well, I tried to play Doom Eternal, the uh, Ancient Gods Part One. Um, hated it. Um, it is just challenge maps. That's all it is. The story is, for me personally, garbage. Uh, it's just complete nonsense. It's just it went this weird sci-fi fantasy direction. If people like it, that's fine. I hated it. Um, and then, like, after a while, I just stopped playing the DLC. I didn't even finish it. I'm just like, it, because it's just challenge rooms after challenge room after challenge room. It's just like, it, there's no organic flow. It feels like a designer went through this. It's the same thing with like Doom Eternal. Like it feels like a designer went through it. There's no logical, you know, like uh, when you go through a campaign, there's a logical step through it. Like even Doom 2016 is a logical step going through the whole campaign. Yeah. There is arenas, but they feel logical. Um, this this one is like monkey bars everywhere, and there's like Bowser fucking. <laughs> like, is this for the dragons? Yeah, no, that, that's that's part two, which okay, made me okay. eye roll. When I saw the trail, I was like, "This is stupid." Um, <laughs> it, it, I don't know. Like people say, it's like, "Yo, it's pure Doom." Like if you say so. I for me, like Doom is always like shoot demons, but like in a sci-fi-ish type setting where like you're you're still you know in bases on bars and stuff like that. And anyways, like I 
yeah, I, I just stopped playing because I was just getting annoyed because like they just throw wave after wave after wave at you. Um, if people like listening ever played it, like they can understand it. Uh, and I mean, there was one room that just made me just want to throw my controller. Not because it's hard, it's because it just didn't stop. There's two marauders uh, that spawn. They're, they're assholes that basically just block all damage except for one frame of vulnerability you have to use. Um, it's pretty hardcore, but there's two of them you have to kill, which is fine. And then it just wave after wave after wave for like half hour. Just enemies just keep spawning in. I was like, I'm done. I'm tired. This is just this is not fun. Like it's just, hey, here's a bunch of enemies. Just throw it. Have fun. I guess. I, I mean, I'm I'm this is garbage. I hated it. So I'm how like, many times did you say the word garbage? <laughs> I don't know, man. It's just a lot of garbage, and that's what the fucking DLC is. Um, but no, aside from that, um, I reinstalled uh, Odyssey. Um, hey. Assassin's Creed Odyssey. Yeah, re- reinstalled it because like Mark's saying, oh, I'm playing it, trying it out. I'm like, all right, cool, I should too. Uh, so it's like my in-between game between like Jade and Perfect. Get tired, just go to Assassin's Creed Odyssey. And yeah, like I, I really love it. Um, I just have to pretty much just get back into the groove of things because I forgot yes. there is like a couple of people uh, that you know, reconnect. Oh, Mark's having problems. Oh no, he can't hear us. Okay. It's over. I, I hear you now. Okay, go cool. back. <laughs> <laughs> His grandpa PC is not running properly. Yeah. Hey, I have a Mac, okay? <laughs> oh, Where's the button? <laughs> even worse. Throw that thing out the trash. Oh, um, but as I was saying, yeah, like I, I just have to get back in a bit into Odyssey, but like it, it's still pretty fun. Um, and I actually reinstalled Hellblade um, because I, I forgot that I have one okay. achievement left. Yeah, to get the button or full hundred, whatever thousand scores, sir. Yeah, exactly. Um, I'm just missing all the lore stones, um, and it sucks. Like, like that game's good, but yeah, there's no chapter select or anything like that. So if you miss it, then you pretty much have to go back and redo the entire game, which is a bit oh, of shit. a bummer. Really? Okay. Yeah. So, so you kind of like <laughs> previs your 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 achievement like trophy run. So yeah. Yeah. So I just have to go through. I mean, it's still a fun game. So. Yeah, it's on my list. I mean, I have it installed. Uh, I was debating between that, Uncharted, and um, Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. And I think I'm just going to plow through the three of them back to back. Yeah, that's fair. See how I, how I fare. But uh, Hellblade is definitely there. I need to... Uh, I was always interested in playing it, so... Yeah. Cool. And then in Odyssey, are you playing as Cassandra, I'm guessing? I hope. Oh, yeah, no, of course, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, I always, like, honestly, I always check, like, female characters within games. Like, I... Yeah. I, I just find it more interesting. Because, yeah, like, like some people like to make their own selves within the game, which is fine. Uh, I, I just, for me, like, oh, just play some other dude. I'm like, ah, I find it boring. <laughs> just play oh. some random douche. I'm like, fuck that. It's, that's like, it. We have no shortage of those kind of, like, uh, you know, uh, manly guys who are just, like, exactly. they're Arnold Schwarzenegger type. Exactly. Like, yeah, just enough games of that. I mean, just, I want some diversity, so, yeah. Yeah, sorry, Mark. I know we're shitting on Arnold. How <laughs> dare you. Greatest man ever lived. Uh, it goes with maids. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's not being dick. Um, but besides that, I think it's all I'm playing at the moment. Yeah, that's pretty much it. Sums it up. Nice. It's quite a range. All right, all right, all right. I guess I'll go. Uh, so What's that, Matthew McConaughey? <laughs> all right, all right, all right. God. Uh, okay, so, go on, Mark. Yeah. Yeah, um, continuing Saints Row 4 with uh, Big Dave here. 
Still okay. fun, still stupid. It's just annoying because last few sessions I've had to do some grinding just to get those challenges. So it's like, yeah, they're, kill... they're, they're long. Yeah. yeah, like kill 200 aliens with this gun. It's like, okay, you kill them. Like, did that count? No, that one counted, but this one didn't. Like, ugh. Ah, I hate that shit. That's stupid. Yeah. Yeah. And and that's the thing. Like I think like we started grinding a bit too late. Um. So so essentially, like at the beginning, it's really easy to grind out because like like the the more activities you do, the more you cover the map with your own guys, so less enemies spawn in. So I think I think the map I checked last time we played, like three quarters of it was all like taken by the player. So it's a lot tougher to spawn enemies, and the enemies that do spawn are a lot tougher as well. So it's tougher to grind. So. Mm. Yeah, not the greatest. Yeah. Uh, they fucking grind some games. Yep. I don't know why they do that. See, like with Far Cry, I was quite happy because the there was no real grind element at all, right? You had all these like relics that you had to collect, and there's like 120 on the map. But they're like, if you want the trophy, just collect 60. So I was yep. like, okay, that's pretty simple. You know, as I go along and between missions, I'll just grab here and there where I see them on the map. And I don't have to like search every nook and cranny to find uh, a stupid relic uh, underneath some cave or whatever. So uh, I was really happy that I hope more open world games can do that kind of thing and not force you to like literally take every little thing off a map, especially if it's a very repetitive, nonsensical thing that detracts from the overall experience. Mm-hmm. That's true. But yeah, sorry, interrupted. <laughs> no, it's all good. Uh, and then I, for some reason, on a whim, I decide to start Sonic Generations. What the oh, fuck is cr- wrong with you? <laughs> that's really random. What do you, what do you want to have? I, old school fix? I just wanted to try something different. And like, oh, let's see what new Sonic is like. And I don't know. <laughs> I I get very confused in these games. Like, I don't know where I'm going. I'm just going straight. And then sometimes there's a wall with spikes. And sometimes it's like a ramp I can run up. Like, I don't. I don't know. <laughs> you're too old for the, the stimuli you can't handle the speed of sonic and you just like crash it, <laughs> it might be it i'm too old for this shit yeah <laughs> could too be fast could very me. well be i mean scott sonic is always a bit chaotic and the 3d ones are the camera systems are always not 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 really that good you know so you're you're basically it's a, there's a bit of luck involved yeah or you just memorize the whole layout of a oh for sure that's that's another way of doing it so I played a bit of that, but not too much. So I don't know if I'll go back. We'll see. All right. Fair enough. And, uh, well, as I said earlier, I finally got a Series X. Awesome. Yeah. Welcome to, to the family. Yeah, I'm at the future. I love my uh, my fridge that's sideways, so it kind of looks like a bread box right now. On, uh, oh, really? You put it sideways? Yeah. Okay. You don't want to have, you don't have, have it as a tower? It's not that big. It's not like the no, PS5, but... which basically takes up the entire room. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I don't know. Left it sideways. The wife likes it better that way, so. Alright, fair enough. <laughs> and uh, I'm just, uh, I was already amazed about how much faster the load times are. Yeah, the power of SSDs. Yep. Like, uh, Arkham City was on Xbox One as a minute and a half, and here it's like 25 seconds was nice and uh speaking of yeah so arkham city i continue playing that i finally finished catwoman so now i just have robin left as a character to finish uh but the game looks totally different on series x i everything is fast and smooth and 
Yeah, so you're hitting 60 frames or at least 45. Yeah. I I guess because yeah. I was I was getting really used to it in the combat and it was to me it was like slow motion because I could I just knew everything and playing on Series X it felt like a whole new game again like I was challenged and tougher, <laughs> prettier. So <laughs> that's cool. It's really cool. Uh, it probably it probably benefits from the boost, right? Um, both graphically and the FPS. And you'll see when you play a lot of games with towards 60 frames FPS, it's like smooth as butter. It's crazy. You normally expect some like, uh, you know, juddering or whatever. No, not nothing like that here. Yeah, it looked fantastic. And uh, finally, I decided to start Assassin's Creed Odyssey. Woo-hoo. You guys are catching up, man. Yeah, I, uh, I was ready to go back into it. I'm about a dozen hours in, and I'm I'm loving it. They... Have you have you left uh, Kefalonia yet? <laughs> yeah, a while ago. <laughs> okay, good. At least that. <laughs> I'm a, I'm about to sail to Athens. Okay, cool, cool. Okay, so you're you're literally like you're following the story, um, mostly doing story missions versus like clearing everything around. I'm doing a lot of stuff too. I mean, but there's there seems to be more and more things that pop up. I'm like, what? How there's so many question marks still here? Yeah, it's it's intense. It's a yeah. big ass map. And like I feel like I have so much just in the territory I'm at, but then I zoom out and I see there's still like 90% of the map to unfog. I mean, look, you got most of the the kind of mainland, so you just basically did basically most of the North Peloponnese towards like Megara and so on. And now you're heading to Athens, which, by the way, is at least in video games, is to me like one of the more impressive cities I've seen. Um, just the way they they redid it, it's it's really uh, a sight to behold. But you got all of the north, you got all of the south, and you got all of the islands. And Crete alone is like its own world. So <laughs> you got quite a bit on your plate. And then forget about the DLC, which you know you'll, you'll tackle whenever. Yeah, whenever I get there. And I'm loving some of the mechanics, like the mercenary uh, tiers. That's really fun. Uh, I love hunting down cultists. Oh, yeah. That's always a good time. Uh, they're just like chilling among the public and some markets and you're just like slam bam yeah <laughs> stab you in the back yeah it's good times it kind of felt like uh in the uh, ghost recon wildlands how you had a whole map of uh characters to hunt down probably i mean i think all these teams kind of you know speak to one another to some extent i, I mean i don't know yeah, yeah. No, yeah. <laughs> hell no, no. It's all silos. Pretty much. Fair enough. There's just one thing so far I don't like, and that's the level scaling. Like you can't turn it off. You can best you can do is put on light. But I don't know. I never liked it. I like doing level scaling because I feel like what's the point? I leveled up so I can kill these guys easily, not to have them just you know upgrade to my level. So yeah, no, yeah. I, I get where you're coming from, Mark, but I've played the game like extensively, right? So you level up to quite a high level at some point, right? And if you were to like face off with the people that are like what level five or ten or something, it, it's forget not a fair fight. It would just be ludicrous in terms of you even being there. Like they could just throw spears and like arrows or whatever, and that you would be godlike. So I can see why they, you know, you they force you to still have some light scaling so that. There's still some bit of a challenge, um, but I, I understand your your complaints where you feel like you're you know you're leveling up for a reason, 
versus uh, just to, to level up. So, yeah. Yeah. That's my only gripe, but, I mean, it's not a big deal in the end. I do notice that the combat is a lot more uh, involved in this game. Like, you have to try a lot harder than you do in Origins. Because in Origins, yeah. I would just button mash and pretty much win every fight. But here i got to, like, really parry and dodge perfectly yeah. and everything. I, I really love it. Like, honestly, yeah. like, I, I got used to the rhythm and stuff like that. Like, I have to agree. Like, I enjoy it more than... Uh... Than Origins. Origins is still fantastic, but yeah, like, like Origins, I just butt mash my way through like 40 hours. <laughs> so, yeah, no, I, I agree. I agree. But you see, that's, yeah. that's exactly what I was telling you guys month, like a year ago when, because I had done Origins after Odyssey, right? Odyssey was my first foray into the modern AC trilogy. And so I, w- I got so used to the, the combat system of Odyssey that going to Origins felt like a step back. And though I loved Origins World and the story, I think, is uh, more involved than uh, than Odyssey, uh, the combat in Odyssey was just, for me, leagues better than Origins. And uh, it was a bit of an adjustment. And it changes up again in Valhalla to some extent, although Valhalla keeps some level of complexity that makes it still really engaging and not just button mashing. That's good. Yeah. yeah. So uh, basically, I'll be playing this for, I don't know, the rest of the year. Who knows? <laughs> I mean, if you're gonna, if you're, if you're like effective and and you're kind of running through the story and you're you're catching a lot, because I did a lot of just random exploring. I even like, because you can turn off the, uh, you can have different exploring modes, so you can have the yeah. one where you have like no markers or anything, and you just kind of go about your way. So I did that for almost like half the my play my playthrough. So I was just literally spending hours, you know, roaming the lands and just discovering things on the fly. But at some so you, point, like, it gets tiring. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah, if anything, like I'll take a break for a week or something, you know, if I get annoyed with doing the camps year. all the time and killing boars, you know. I would, I would, uh, my only suggestion, just like with some bits and origins, is not to try to clear out everything the moment you enter into a new area. Let the story play out because naturally the story will take you to some of these locations and you don't have to like do it twice. Oh, uh, yeah, I'm going my OCD route of like, hey, a new area, and then I start doing random shit. So, yeah. I mean, you can do it to some extent, but like my friend and I, we were like playing around the same time, and we, we spent months on end doing this and basically racing with each other to see who, who would get to the end first. Uh, you know, he got the, the plot first because I had to go on vacation, but then I cleared up the deal scene he never did, so mm. I feel better about that. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> But in any case, like we were both like the initial complaint that we had in particular him because his OCD was a lot more intense than mine is he was clearing the map the moment he got into he got into a new area, whereas I tried to mix it up to kind of diversify a bit of my, my, my play sessions. And I realized fairly early on that some of these like fortresses or things like that I can clear up by doing the story versus first doing it by myself and then i'd have to literally go back into the same fortress and clear it out again as part of a story mission so uh, just prioritize the story as much as you can and then when you have leftover things you can just um, you know clear up and you save yourself time and it's less um, repetitive okay okay all right fair enough sounds good yeah because like i like where i am at right now i think mark is beating me i think he's like way further than i am um uh, I'm currently level 10, and the quest that I have is like level 9, but I'm like, ah, oh, I just want to do random shit around. And so maybe I just should do level 9 shit just to clear that first and get my levels that way. 
Yeah, I mean, fair enough. The, the thing that I didn't know at first, because I was very new to Assassin's Creed going into Odyssey, was um, these sort of sheets in the, the main towns where you can do side missions or whatever. I didn't know that they were just randomly generating, and I thought it was like a like a fixed number of side missions that you can oh, or like quests oh, okay. with, with the diamonds, the the black diamonds. I think I think they're the they're the generating ones. No. Yeah, I, I think that's okay. yeah. so. Basically, I was clearing up everything in the first mm-hmm. um, area outside of Kifalonia and Nagara, and I'm like, great, I cleared everything, and then I go back into town, and I see another set of missions. I'm like, what the hell, man? <laughs> <laughs> I was, and I just, I, I realized like they're just gonna constantly keep popping up, and it's a way to just, you know, get more XP and loot. So I was like, fuck this, I'm not doing this anymore. Yeah, I kind of figured when I saw a timer on them, like these are just regenerating every few days, aren't they? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, you know, they're, they're fine, but I wouldn't prioritize. You'll have more than enough time to get your, your levels up and your enough loot. Like you, you have so much loot, like so many weapons. You, you'll yeah. end up using like two or three by the end, and that's it. So. Mm. makes sense yeah so i'm basically like when i get into an area if i feel like i'm not power enough i'll you know grind around do a bunch of shit and then if i get tired of that i'll jump into the story mission you know get on my boat and uh <laughs> love that that's fun yeah so anyway it's, it's it's a lot of fun i'm trying to sneak in some game time on it whenever i can and uh well it'll be over when it's over who whenever that is I'm telling you, it's gonna take you months. It's uh, sure. it's gonna be um, it's an odyssey, right? It's it's in the name. Yeah. It, it's a shame because I'll be like, you know what? I'll try race mark and try to beat him, but like I keep remembering, like in a month, yeah, in a month and ten days is gonna be Mass Effect trilogy, so I'm gonna be playing that instead. That's it. You're dropping everything. Yep. Yeah. So you're saying I might actually beat you in a gaming race? Imagine that. You might. I mean, you failed at the trophy race. I mean, you did that. Um, yeah. I, I could buy a bunch of cheap $5 games and beat you if I wanted to. I mean, if you want to waste time, go for it. I mean... <laughs> well, that's the thing I don't want to anymore. I'm too old. I can't waste time. Exactly. <laughs> you have better games on PlayStation to dinosaur play. game, apparently. Oh, Jurassic the Hunt. Oh, God, that game. <laughs> hey, it's always fun to, to shoot a raptor in the face with a shotgun, okay? All it right. is, but not in that game. <laughs> so. How 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 can they fuck that up? You know what I mean? Like something no is just so basic fun, and they mess it up. There's no budget. Hmm. Fair enough. All right. Well, that's it for my game uh, games this episode. So uh, I guess we might as well just jump into our uh, topics we want to talk about. And uh, well, we already previewed the first one. It's uh, about remasters. Are they worth our time or not? Um, I can start for that one. Uh, sure. So for remasters, it's mostly stuff that's been recent. Um, I'll like let's say the um, yeah, like, um, hmm. there's actually been a couple. Like I know Saints Row, they remastered one. They actually added new graphics and new character models and everything else. I mean, it looks pretty. It looks prettier, except for some character models. It looks like they got stung by bees. Uh, so from the lighting's like actually no, better lighting, um, but they put fog effects into the game. It looks really fucking weird, and a bunch of you know graphical changes they did. And I'm like, you know what? That's fine. It, ma- it makes you know makes sense. They want to you know upgrade it. At the same time, it doesn't because uh, for me like remat like remasters, um, 
like I get it because sometimes like you're not able to actually find the original game, so you basically just like you know what, let's make it for modern hardware, 4K, 8K, HDR, blah blah blah. Which I'm like, cool, it's fine, but I, I just don't find it that worth it if it's already backwards compatible and it's functional and it works, just so it can have a fresh coat of paint and that's it. Um, especially if the original games have issues and bugs or problems that they poured over. Um, and it's just, I find it a bit of a shame. Um, it is, personally, I find they're, they're just cash grabs. That's what they are. Um, they're, yeah. They, yeah, it is kind of a bit marketing saying, hey, look, this old game is, is coming back and we might do a sequel if you like it. Um, but at the same time, like, it's just, yeah, it's just a cash grab. And sometimes I get into it because I'm like, ah, oh, I remember that game used to be good. But uh, as per, like, Saints Row the Third, like, remastered, I finished it, got a thousand, like, all the achievements. And I was like, I like the one better. Like, lighting, like, I still like original lighting. I like the character models a lot more. It don't look like fucking ass. And <laughs> it's just, because it's not made by the original team. It's just, like, like all these remasters are just made by outsourced teams. So it's not, they're almost never made by um, the original team. Um, so, so essentially it's just, you know, again, cash grabs, but like, I don't find them worth it, especially the most recent ones. It's just like, I find them pointless. Um, especially like certain games, you can just pretty much like upscale and just be like, Hey, here you go. Here's an upscale version of like 4k. It's doable and yeah. everything else. And this is done. Or like, you know, like PlayStation sometimes like PS, I think PS1 games or no, PS2 games. I think like uh, uh, Red Faction, Red Faction 2, I think it's on uh, PlayStation. There's like remasters of it. There's the support or 4K and everything else. They added trophy support for them. Yeah. Um, and that's cool. Um, but at the same time, like it's just, it didn't change anything to it. Like it's just the same game, same problem, same everything, but it just looks prettier. And like here's but like a $40, $50 price tag onto it. And I'm like, I don't find these worth it. Like, especially if like you play the original games, you still have the original games, they still they still work and they're still fine. I mean, that's that's fantastic. Like, I personally, I'd rather have a remake um, because, like, yes, like my original idea and vision of the original game is kind of gone. It has a different take on it, but it feels fresh. Like, like FF7 re- like remake. Like, it's a perfect mm-hmm. example. Where like, hey, you know, I can play the original like FF7 HD version. Um, or even the PlayStation version, I'll have that original experience. I'll be fine and fine. And then like, hey, here's something new technically. So I yeah. like that idea more than just like slap on HD 4K and then like, oh, here's forty dollars. Please, please, please pay for it. Like I don't find it worth it to be honest. Like, like especially for us, you know, we have a huge backlog of games. Um, Mark will get through it in the next century or two. <laughs> um, so, so essentially, like, I, I don't find them worth it. Um, especially if you play them originally, you had fun with it, then you're ready to move on to something else. So go for it. So th- there's an argument on on both sides. So yes. remasters originally came out, you know, for titles that were from older systems, usually around the PS2, Xbox um, era, and so like the first set of remasters that were notable, like were like God of War one and two and things like that. So <coughs> sorry, well uh, those kind of made sense to some to some extent because you wanted also there was an issue with the backwards compatibility i wanted to have a new generation have access to them but at the same time like like those collections if if i'm not mistaken they actually came into a bundle um especially god of war one i think is a bundle on ps3 it has like all five games or some shit like that like that i find worth it because like it's five games for like 60 bucks that's fantastic that's like it's the same thing as master chief collection 
it, it's it's a bunch of games sh- shoved into one package, and you're like, hey, this is HD version 4K, cool. So for me, I find it more worth it. But now go for it. Continue. Sorry. Yeah, I'm just what I was saying with it is just that over time now, games have improved as you know they continue to improve as you can see even mark was saying jumping into a new gen it feels better but it's not like night and day versus like the old way games were made during the sort of ps2 xbox era so remasters feel a little you know uh like a cop-out now where they can just do like a a patch to upgrade it like you said or you know bring it up to either 4k or 60 frames or, or some kind of you know, boost or whatever to the to the game and its quality. So, and then I, I have a hard, it's, I think the, the term remaster now is just like so open-ended where mm-hmm. what I consider a port, like let's say the Wii U ports to, to the Switch are sometimes seen as remasters because they're like packaged in with some extra little feature or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, that's bullshit. That's for me, it's a port. Um, I so I, I think for some of the games, like I was mentioning the God of Wars and so on, like when they're packaged, and remastered with, you know, what PS2 wasn't really, it was at the like at the cusp of HD era, but it wasn't really HD or anything towards the tail end of PS2. And to bring them up, it made sense because the games look much better now. They, they aged, like they've held the test of time versus if you play some really old PS2 ports, some of them really look dated. But now because the games are the generations, for me, like even though PS3 obviously looks dated now or Xbox 360, I still think those games hold up. Um, True. So there's no real need to remaster them. You can patch them, perhaps, but then they'll just call them a remaster because it's not like uh, at the tail end of this generation where games got patched to to play nicely on the new gen. Mm -hmm. Um, I I prefer remakes at this point. So they did medieval remake for you know to kind of tap into the old uh, treasure trove of PlayStation IPs. Obviously, it's not a, a like a huge. Uh, IP or anything like that, but it, you know, I understood the fact that they decided to do a remake instead of a remaster of a game that's designed from fucking 25 years ago. So um, that I understand. But let's say Prince of Persia: Sands of Time. That should have been a proper remaster because um, it's a 20, 2003 game, right? It's pretty old. Mm-hmm. Um, but you saw it, and it just feels like they they slapped on some like half-assed HD graphics. Yep. And nothing else. And I was just like, this that. This is just a waste of time, and they're planning to sell it yeah. again, like you said, thirty, forty dollars, maybe even more. And I, I find that kind of thing just a waste of time. Exactly. Just, uh, just make a new IP at that point. Like make it something else. Like, like same thing with like Saints Row. Like I find it's just it, it was a 360 game. They just improved the graphics. I'm like, but I don't give a shit. Like I already like got played before, so you're complete right. It was just it was that period, especially towards the tail end of uh, the 360 PS3 era. You know, all the publishers saw how much remasters are making, um, you know, extra dough for the companies. And everyone jumped on the bandwagon, right? You had Square Enix remastering Tomb Raider, which like came out like a year or two before. And I was like, what? Yeah. Or, uh, yeah. You have to, technically, you also have Sony with The Last of Us remastered on PS4, which, sure. you know, was the tail end of PS3 era. It's like the game is playing pretty much the same. But people want to have the latest best playing version of, of any game so if you put that on and you you slap a remaster tab and a title whatever and you sell it for you know 30 30 bucks people will, will spend money if it's a game they they enjoyed and they mm-hmm. tap into this nostalgia factor right it's the very it's like n- the nintendo effect or whatever yeah i mean that's why like for me i'm kind of like uh, i know that like being hypocritical a bit because i know mass effect like trilogy coming out the legendary edition i mean 
like part two and three, you're pretty much going to be exactly the same. Just going to be HD version. And I mean, they even said that um, it's just, I know they're actually going to include major features and changes with at least Mass Effect 1. Um, because that game is pretty old at this, this stage. And even they said, like, the gameplay doesn't hold up. For me, I'm fine with it, but I'm purist, so whatever. Um, <laughs> but, but like, I, even they, they understood, like, graphically, uh, gameplay-wise, it just doesn't hold up nowadays. So they, they apparently changed a lot of things. I haven't tried it at all either. Uh, but apparently they changed a lot of stuff that was problematic from the original game. That, that shit I love. Um, that, that's stuff I really like. Um, and... and Looking at like any more recent like HD remasters is like you know um, Halo 2 Anniversary like it it's cool they added like CG cutscenes stuff for like that so at least they tried something a bit different to actually include something more to yeah. like you know what they wanted um, but like Halo 1 Remastered I like you know at first I was like oh Halo 1 Remastered is so cool you know because I'm a Halo nerd but at the same time like replaying it I'm like I actually turned that new shit off because they actually <laughs> removed a lot of the ambience a lot of the the the, the the whole like exactly like they they changed a lot of stuff that didn't feel right to me afterwards and i even saw other people complain about it i was like why are you complaining more ah it's hg master that's cool it's better it's like it it actually isn't like sure it's prettier like it's more hd textures but at the same time like it they they changed the whole tone of it and just i'm like no it's this wasn't needed (laughs) (laughs) and and it's weird too because like yeah halo one and two was never brought backwards compatible to either 360 or Xbox One, ever. Interesting. And, yeah, they never ever did. And they're like, oh, it's going to be an MCC. I'm like, okay, I get it, because they want to sell that package. Um, but at least, you know, you can just turn that whole shit off. Any remastered shit, you can just turn it off completely. So, I'm like, that, that's honestly, okay. that's how I play it. Yeah. So, yeah. So. Well, I, the way I see it is, because, look, uh, with Xbox now, you know, there's backwards compatibility is a big deal on Xbox, right? You can go back multiple mm-hmm. generations. Yep. And so it kind of, and you know, they, they're doing this way where they're boosting the the, the way games are played uh, up to like Banjo Kazooie or whatever, which is crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, for Xbox, I don't see any need for remasters unless it's a game that you just can't play otherwise. Agreed. For PlayStation, there's definitely a need, especially if it's something from the PS3 era, because they can't. Um, I guess uh, unless it's on PS now, even then, it's there's a limited selection there. There's the emulation problem and all those other bits, and obviously Sony is very keen to get rid of their past catalog for some reason. So um, dumb. Yeah, it really is dumb. Yeah. And uh, so for for me, something from like the PS3 era, like Resistance remastered, I would probably buy because I I I'd love to play the trilogy again, but in a re- remastered way because I can't play it otherwise unless I put on PS now. But I'm not going to get a um, the same kind of fidelity I'm hoping for that I, you know, how I originally played it, I guess. So that's where I see the value of it because it's like, you'll get access to something you otherwise wouldn't be able to. Um, well, that's what I'm kind of happy. Like again, with like with when people do remasters, but their collections, I, again, I find that more worth it. Like, like we're talking about like uncharted, like, you know, Uncharted one, two and three, like they're all like PS3 games. Yes. I mean, if, if they didn't have the HD collection um, on PS4, that'd be lost. That'd be fucked yeah. up. Yeah, it would be, and it's a it's a crazy good trilogy. And also, yep. what, one benefit from the remaster that happened there was it allowed Bluepoint to keep progressing. And you know, they did Shadow of the Colossus after, and then sure. Demon Souls most recently. And now they're probably going to run their new IP, which is it's nice to see that it's not just outsourced to crappy studios all the time uh, that amount <laughs> to nothing. 
-hmm. And then on occasion, you get some studio that does a a good job and can use that as a kind of springboard to do something on their own. Yeah, and and I'm thinking about it now. It kind of reminds me of like, you know, non-HD collections. It's like kind of the Crisis Remastered version that they did. Just yeah. prettier graphics, but it's actually a toned-down version of the original game. You can't quick save. There's like it's only checkpoints. Like they made the version shittier. A lot of people complain too. They're like, "Well, you're asking forty bucks for a slightly prettier game, and you're not even including the expansion that came on PC." Um, it's ridiculous. Like at that point, stupid. If it's a game bullshit. that's that's just a couple of years old, and maybe I'll understand, but. This is a fucking old game, you know, it's, it's like, how, how do you, I mean, let's move away from Nintendo and the way they do their things, <laughs> you know, Skyward Sword HD, bam, you know, 60 bucks, that's it. but I mean, for something like that, you know, Crisis obviously has its place in history as, you know, it's like a, no computer can run it, right, and yeah, infamous, all this, whatever, yeah, yeah. but it's not that good that you can't, you know, you're just going to remaster it without packaging, having it a full package with the, the DLC, I think it's a bit, it's a fucking cop out. It's bullshit. Oh, it is, and and it's weird too because like they actually did, um, Crytek actually did a HD version on 360, I think PS3 as well, and it's just using their latest, um, their latest Crytek engine. I think it was Crytek 2. So essentially, mm-hmm. it it's actually performs well. So it's not a fucking beast on your machine because even they said like Crisis One engine like it was just an optimized piece of shit. That's why it didn't run on anything. So that's why like Crisis like uh, Crytek Two and Three engines like they made it better, and that's why like I I rather play the 360 version that mm-hmm. that's just HD'd up, but it's playable and I can quick save when the fuck I want than yeah. some forty dollar like oh it's 4K now go suck a dick. <laughs> right <laughs> off. I think uh, I think the worst offender of re- of uh, of late of recent memory is the 13 remake remaster. I don't know if it was a remaster or remake. Um, it's a, it's, a, it's a it's a I think it's a remaster um, because I think they redid lot they redid all the assets art assets. Um, yeah. I think they kept the same voice actor and everything else. So it is kind of a slash remake remaster. But yeah, no, I, I've heard just horrible things about it. Exactly. Absolutely. Like, like even like it just came out last fall and it's uh, now free on the sort of uh, GOG. So on PC. So it's just like it was a disaster. I, I, you know, even when they did the reveal trailer, everyone was underwhelmed. They're like, what the hell did you guys do? So that's uh, I mean, that's like the sort of key example of like how to fuck up a remaster and not to do it. And I just hope that they. I think with the success of RE2 remake, Final Fantasy VII remake, and uh, you know Demon Souls and others, more studios will will decide. You know what? Instead of just doing slapping on a remaster sticker and selling it for 30, 40 quid, might as well put some more effort into it and uh, you know sell it yeah. as a full fledged title. But it's a sort of reimagining, and uh, I think those are the ones that people remember most. The like yeah. RE2 remake was game of the year uh, for a lot of a lot of you know publications. So. And yeah, five to seven remake, same thing. Yeah, and I wish THQ Nordic was like, for me personally, the biggest fucking offender, because they did like, um, you know, Red Faction Guerrilla re- remastered edition. Mm. The ones that did um, Kingdoms of Battle more, like remastered edition, and it's pretty much like they just keep remastering 360 titles, and they <laughs> just and and thing is, the problem is they're buggy. That's that's my main problem. Like these original bugs and weren't there originally. They just ported over because they're they're changing the engine around and start fucking up tons of other shit. 
Um, and especially remastered version, like I love Refraction Gorilla, uh, but remastered, like there's tons of loading issues. You can fall out of world. I'm like, I don't remember any of this fucking crap in the original game. So it, it, for, for me, they just do cheap ports, but the company doing it, they're just fucking awful. So, I mean, I think they're the ones also did, uh, you know, um, Darksiders, uh, you know, remastered versions of 1 and 2. But exactly, same thing. I'm like, well, I replay these on 360. Why the fuck would I pay for this? Like, just make it backwards compatible and just up-res, like, you know, the game and that's yeah. it. Fuck Ideally, off. but in their mind, they're like, yeah. we can just sell this again, you know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, You're fucking trying to make a buck. But, like... Like I, I can I can understand like your point as well. Like if the game's like really old, like like so some games are like PS1 era and like 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 Crash Bandicoot. Exactly. Whole Crash Bandicoot. You know, that, yeah. And, that was and, a big seller. Exactly. And and for for something like for me like I want like Parasite Eve or Chrono Trigger or something that actually like you know boost up to like modern eras because like those games are either tough to find or like they don't look good on 4K TV even though they're pixels and stuff like that. So yeah. that I can fully understand like them boosting it up. Um, but like any yeah like like I said anything from 360 PS3 era it's like don't touch it don't touch it. just make it backwards compatible Done. or, or just wait long. a generation and then you know start doing them later when they they really truly feel dated as sure. apparently sure. next gen supposed to like I don't know change up everything in terms of the yeah. AI and everything else Who oh knows? exactly yeah I mean yeah. it's it's yeah it's a it's a real shame. Because um, other examples I can think of was like that it had a Bayonetta and Vanquish uh, 10 year anniversary bundle and it didn't mm. they didn't change anything. They're just like oh it's 4K now and they're charging I think 60 bucks for both of those games. It's like fuck off, like fuck off yeah. Sega. Seriously, you guys are dicks, <laughs> man. Like, God, I, I, I know, I think like, I know Sonic doesn't generate enough revenue. We should just stop fucking making Sonic games. But you know, for they some reason, they're, they're gonna make those forever. <laughs> They have to support the mascot. Man, Ugh, whatever. <laughs> uh, I'll just throw in my two cents about uh, remasters. Um, to me, it, it's to me it's good either way because if it's a game I have and I don't need to play again, then whatever, it's it's out there. I just can enjoy it. But in the case of like Crash Bandicoot, I never played that back in the day. And to see it, like, okay, I can play on my Xbox One, and it's awesome. And I, like, discovered a new series. Mm, like, in those cases, it's awesome. And, like, things like, uh, like, Stubbs the Zombie just came out on, like, remastered digitally. And it's a game I always wanted to try. And if I want to buy the actual copy, it's, like, $100 for the fucking game now. Yeah, no, I agree. You know? I agree. Um, so, like, I can buy, like, a $30 digital version, and then... Cool, yeah, but yeah. the argument goes like exactly. The argument goes like, well, you can just make that game backwards compatible, and then done. And so you don't have to. Yeah, like, or just actually business... sell it on the online store. Yeah. It, to me, yeah. it's, it seems like it's it's basically what culture uh, an organization or a company needs, wants to have about game preservation. So Xbox, and Microsoft are are taking, uh, I think, a my view, a better approach by making sure that it's all kind of just every new gen there's still compatibility with the older stuff so that you can have access to all your old titles or you can buy older titles anyways and still play them on your newest console whereas with playstation you know i guess jim wasn't lying when he says we believe in generations and he just kind of like that guy needs to fuck off like seriously he's <laughs> like ruining sony like thing is like sony's like still doing really well but yes thing is like it, it's it's a whole catch 22 of it 
where you're doing well, but you still need to improve. But if you're doing well, people won't give a shit. I mean, Mark, Mark said like perfectly fine. Like investors don't give a shit as long as they're making money. They mm-hmm. will not change. They don't give a fuck. And I think there I was that. Yeah, I think there's some figures from Statista or, or other kind of um, uh, what do you call it? revenue monitoring thing. Basically, Sony is the biggest player in gaming today mm-hmm. with twenty five billion dollars uh, as of last year that they made. And Microsoft is about at 11 with Nintendo at 12. Um, so Sony is like twice as much as they are. Um, and I guess that's playing into their heads because, um, yeah, that's more money than I think Sony's ever made. But like you can't fuck up the goodwill that you have from everybody that, you know, you were treating with you know, quality titles uh, year after year. And so like PS4, I don't think anybody can comment and say it was, it was a bad system. It wasn't. Uh-huh. Um, but uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm a little like, I, I love my PS5. I'm, I'm enjoying a lot of things, but they've just basically been asleep at the wheel in my view for the past uh, couple months. And I don't know what the hell's going on. Hmm. So, yeah, well, I guess it's a good segue to our next topic <laughs> of uh, Sony. What the hell are you doing? Sony, what the hell are you doing? Honestly, like, to give you an example, this MLB thing, I get it. It's MLB who's publishing on Xbox, and therefore probably Sony had very little say. But to have, a, you know, a big title in the States, at least, day one on Game Pass that's produced and made by your rival company. And the rival company who's <laughs> been, all the, all the PlayStation fans who've been buying MLB year after year are still forced to pay full price for the game. It's, it's yeah, just like it's a slap in the face. It's very bad optics for Sony, and they've been well, very. It's Microsoft quiet, you know? saying like, "Hey, come come play in our pool. It's nicer. It's not yeah. expensive." Like, like there's there's I, I read tons of arguments uh, on both sides. So there's one argument that's more pro Sony, saying like, you know, it benefits Sony in the long run because this is the first iteration of this franchise on Xbox, so it's coming in fresh, and to have this sort of built-in, um, you know, opening via Game Pass to millions of players to build a kind of fan base on, on Xbox is is a sound move to make. Um, but again, I, I, it's not, I, from what I understand, it's not under Sony's control. This is MLB basically saying, we want to put our eggs in all the baskets and get as much money as possible. Um, and, uh, you know, good for them. But it just, it doesn't look good when you have this service on another system that apparently is unsustainable, but somehow you still have your first party titles on that service and not on your own uh it just it doesn't look good and i I hope sony wakes up and recognizes that may they may not need to have a game pass in the same way but they need to up their their ante with with their services and their their catches because microsoft's been like dunking on them left and right oh i i completely agree um i completely agree it's just kind of weird, like like you were discussing, like you know Jim Ryan just being a more businessman than anything else, and for me it's a huge shame. Um, you know, you keep repeating the article of like him saying like why the fuck would you play like Gran Turismo one to three because they're old shitty PS1 titles. Like, so some people like their they have their OCD and they like playing old games, um, the nostalgia factor or like the fact you want to play every single game in the series. So like you know it's 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 a bit of a shame uh, because I'm for sure the PS5 like could probably do backwards compatibility. Um, I don't think it's that much of a problem. Again, they have for PS3 because the stupid cell processor, which is was yeah. a bad move on their end, but they learned yes. from it. So, so you know, they can move forward. Um, mm-hmm. But, but I agree that you know Sony's doing weird, weird changes just because they're the top runner, and it, it, it's 
like I said, like it's gone a bit to their head, and I'm kind of scared because it kind of like you know puts people not at ease. Like 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 you know removing you know the um, you know this like Sony Japan studio. For yeah. me, it's just it's just feels weird like you said like they've been there for like 20 years something like that you know they have veterans that you know you're losing they're actually going to go with the rival companies now um Probably. because they're gonna be like yeah fuck this someone doesn't give a shit about me fine fuck off and instead of like you know there's certain companies that actually like try and prove themselves like okay the studio did this game they're really good at it let's see if we can try to build it more do something more something different um you know try, try to really push their, their system like out the window and thing is, like, I understand, like, Sony's, like, philosophy now, but it really shows it's Jim Ryan doing it. Because, like, he's really focusing on the Western developers, like, because yes. of the money makers, which yes. makes sense. But at the same time, like, Sony's, like, you know, it, it's Japan-made. Like, they're, they're the ones that are like, going to start the whole thing, the whole system process and everything else. And, and it's just, for me, hey, maybe it's, like, like um, old man Dave talking, but, like, a lot of my original <laughs> games I bought... I mean, you know, it was Einhander and 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 it was like you know, Final Fantasy VIII was all like screen like well, SquareSoft titles, was all Japan Japanese titles instead of like American ones. And I, I think yeah. like you know, the big big gaming boom really started you know in Japan. And yes. for me, you can't you can't dish that. You can't toss that away. Like there's so much lineage there that you don't want to like fucking push away. And Jim Ryan is just. Fuck I don't know, man. Maybe he's racist or something. <laughs> I no, I don't think so. <laughs> what, what I think. No, to, like, to be honest, because you look at, okay, when you talk about culturally how gaming kind of came about, right, with Japan obviously being the sort of uh, original uh, OG, um, you know, player or whatever in the industry. But, you know, in PC, obviously it was Western oriented and then started dominating the space over the years. And for like Microsoft, because they're also an American company and they're they're entirely like f- mostly focused in, uh, in the Western world, so North America and Europe, they... This is where Sony had a sort of value add compared to Microsoft. They had this like Japanese element infused within Sony that they were able to kind of balance out the Naughty Dogs and Santa Monica's with something like the uh, what do you call it? the Gravity Rush or or whatever or Tokyo Jungle or these really weird odd experimental titles. And so that gave Sony some kind of like other edge compared to Microsoft. And my, that's, you know, partly also why Microsoft has had a hard time entering the Japanese market because they their product wasn't targeted to the Japanese market for a good while, right? At least, you know, in, in terms of what they were selling for it. Um, and now Sony's, uh, I, I don't know, maybe because of how Japanese the Japanese markets move towards mobile and Nintendo Switch being the, the, the sort of outlier that seems to still make Prince money there. Um, so Sony's probably just like, well, fuck it. We need to invest where we have our limited resources in, and that's Europe and North America, uh, where the most of the money's made. So I don't know. It sucks. It just sucks because it just feels like uh, it's, like you said, not um, acknowledging your heritage as much as you, you should be and uh, losing all kinds of skilled, um, you know, people who created for entire IPs and franchises. You're kind of just losing them out uh, potentially to the competition, which sucks because definitely Microsoft's going to try to get some deals with whatever small studios these guys open up. And uh, my, you know, Sony will, will lose out on that. Yeah, I think it's always a shame when a company just just ignores the past like it's old garbage that nobody wants to see anymore when that's not true. A lot of people still want to 
you know, watch these movies, play these games, and yeah, I just think it's bullshit to just throw it throw it aside like it's old trash. It's 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 complicated because you look at Nintendo, right? Nintendo, their entire business is around, you know, maintaining that that aura. It's like Disney, right? They just have this like treasure trove of IPs that are venerated, and they just keep dipping into this and uh, retreading kind of familiar paths. Whereas Sony was able to get some of those original, like on the PS1 era, classic kind of franchises that are associated with PlayStation. But I've moved forward and I've done a lot of new things since. So they had a unique position there where they can like tap into the past like Nintendo does, but not over rely on it. And at the same time, still make forays into something new, right? With new IPs and new things. Um, and for some reason, they, they're they opting for just focusing ahead versus looking back. It's yeah. a bit of a, it's a bit of a bummer. I, I, I just, I, I think generally, I just want Sony to communicate more. Like the, I get it, COVID, all these other things, but Sony has been pretty poor in their communication generally. Whereas, uh, you know, if you see on the Twitter uh, feeds or whatever, uh, Microsoft's really active and they're they're cracking jokes left and right and they're announcing things pretty reg on the regular. Yeah, so, Sony's Twitter is mainly just hey, retweet on pretty much like so many titles or, or just advertisement. They don't really talk to the community as far as I, I saw. Yeah. So. I mean, on occasion, they'll crack a joke. You know, they did something for yeah. Bulls Day or uh, whatever, but it's not as engaged, let's say, as, as Microsoft. I'm sure like Sony has a lot of things up their sleeves, right? It's not like they're they're just twiddling their thumbs and doing nothing, but it, it's still like, it doesn't, it's not a good look when you have your competitor making uh you know, dunking on your head every 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 so often, and you have nothing to kind of retaliate with, or, or at least, you know, say, okay, we still we still have some good stuff here. Um, and I, I don't know, that's uh, and, you know, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe Jim, you know, he by playing the sort of patient game, he's uh, he's he's doing something that's gonna keep making money for Sony. I don't know, mm. but uh, I feel like they're losing a bit of the mind share. I agree, and and, and for me personally. I would love if Sony would stop making third-person fucking action games as a fucking exclusive. <laughs> that's all they fucking do. Like, like that's why I want like Killzone back and stuff like that, or even like Residents. Like, I want those fucking games back because like they're good shooters, they're good franchises. Like, don't yeah. ditch them. Like, like I, I get what they want to go for. Like, you know, we already talked about it in a previous podcast of like, you know, they they want the whole cinematic. You know, you want to see the character because you actually want to see their emotions go through everything, and it makes complete sense. It's just every fucking franchise is that. It's I, becoming more and more like that. Not, it's not only like that. Like if you play uh, the, like Pixel Opus's titles, right, or Concrete Genie, enough. it's not quite fair like enough. that. Fair or enough. Media Molecule, you know, Dreams. And the fact is, Sony recently announced that they're investing a lot more money into Media Molecule like the, the head of the studio, given that Dreams That's is good. not like a juggernaut success, you wondered whether they would be on the axe, like the, the, the cutting block, whatever. And uh, apparently they're getting more investments to kind of spruce up their, their staff and potentially invest more into Dreams. So there are, there are some bits, but they used to have more of it. The entire experimental Japanese studio bits, the Asobi team, which fine is, is a nice standout. They used to have you know, uh, fuck, uh, what, Power the Rapper or uh, Patapon and, like, these fucking random-ass games. Or at least have Sokum, which I enjoyed as hell. Like, that was when, when they had Zipper Interactive 
or even big, big studios that did uh, Pursuit Force on the PSP and other things like that that were little titles like that or uh, doing some platforming games. Like I missed the platformers from Sony. They were like excelling at them. Uh, I think Ratchet and Clank is the only one that kind of taps into platforming, but still not the same. Yeah, so no, yeah they, they ignore all those old series, eh? Like Jack and Daxter or uh, Sly Cooper. Cooper and all that stuff. Yeah. yeah. So it's 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 a shame. Uh, like it's it's a lot of third person action games. Um, so you either have a gun or you have an axe or a sword, and you're just basically <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> yeah, like, like again, again, I get it. Um, I get what they want to do with it because that's, that's their whole studio mantra. But it's just. I don't know, like like first person games, like they, they there's a way to get emotion out of it. For me personally, the Cyberpunk was a very good example. You can still mm-hmm. get emotion out of first person games like, like you know, camera work and everything else and like being in your face. It it's fantastic. Like it it you know, there there's a way to do it properly. Um it's just Sony needs to dabble on it and just, you know, go with it. But anyways, I, we'll, I, I, we'll see because there's there's Naughty Dog's uh, newest and Santa Monica as well. There's heavy rumors that both of them are working on new IPs that are going to be sci-fi IPs. So they might switch it up completely. Awesome. So, um, you know, it's been it's been like kind of rumored that Corey Barlog obviously is working on uh, God of War Ragnarok or whatever it's called. But there's something else that he's been teasing with like uh, solar systems and things like that. So. Um, you know, we'll see. And then there's like a heavily rumored uh, Naughty Dog uh, sci-fi IP. So who knows? They might start switching it up a bit. I think they. I just want to see it because yes, I agree. you know Microsoft has showed a lot of their their hands. Like they sh- they have Perfect Dark. They got Avowed. They got uh, uh, Everwild or whatever. They got yeah. you know lots of other things that are in the pipeline huh. and Hellblade. But yeah, I agree. It's just a, it's a, it's it's just annoying, and I think like if if you move beyond the forums, which are obviously very just <laughs> lots of vitriol. <laughs> yeah, whatever. <laughs> yeah, it's just bile. Like I don't read any of yeah. it. It's just people's it. personal opinions. I don't give a shit. But it just it does feel like you know we're well into 2021 now. It's April, and yet we still barely have heard anything from from Sony. Right. Um, the, you know, they got Returnal coming out at the end of this month, which does look interesting. And it is a rogue light, so it is slightly different than your the yeah. type, type of titles you're mentioning. But uh, I don't think people are going to buy it at at seventy bucks. Um, no. If they sold it for forty or or maybe even fifty, uh, I think that people would be interested because you know it's housemark. They haven't done one bad title since they started. So. Yeah, like like personally, I find rogue likes. I can't justify a $80 price tag on them yeah. because the whole, the whole mechanic is you dying. That's the whole mechanic. Yeah. So it is an interesting story, but thing is you have to die a lot to get through it. I mean, that's how Hades works. Um, I have a yeah. buddy playing it and like, he really loves it. Um, but at the whole mechanic is like you, you dying, but like, I think the game's like with 30, 40 bucks, I think. Um, I mean, and it, it's like a, it's like a premier indie title versus yes. returnal. Yeah. If you see like the, the footage and so on, it does have the makings of a AAA game in terms yes. of the, the quality of graphics and the production values behind it, but it has the trademark housemark, uh, you know, lots of, you know, beams of whatever shooting at you, right? Like you would see in Resogun or whatever. Yeah. And it does somewhat still feel arcadey. And I'm like, 
is that the same for me that uh, than like a you know 40 50 hour epic god of war or a 60 70 hour horizon title yeah, i don't true. think it's worth the same amount and i think that i i, I don't want to see the game fail obviously i i want housemark to to do well like they you know they're they, they've managed to hold their own there and do some quality titles but i think it'll end up being one of those uh, lessons learned for Sony that they can't just mark up all their titles at 70 bucks, like, uh, uh, you know, kind of blanket statements and recognize that there are tiers even within their own um, first party lineup where they need to, you know, break it down. They can't have everything yeah. as high as Spider-Man or whatever. So, yeah, because like some of the exclusives that came out from Sony is a bit of a disappointment, like uh, Godfall, um, that thing just did not. Do well, well, that wasn't that wasn't Sony. That was. Um, but it is exclusive, though. It wasn't exclusive, so Sony got the exclusive like deal, yeah. the rights there. But it it was PC and PS5. Yeah. But that was uh, Gearbox with another new studio or some studio that they have called Counterpart. I don't know what it was called, but basically it wasn't a very good game. No. Um, and well, then Destruction All Stars is the one that I w- yeah. I think was a clear case of um, overambition, and Sony did not recognize that it wasn't gonna make it. Uh, <laughs> In the market, at least. Did, did you end up trying it out, or? No, not yet. I have it on my list. Okay. I want to. And people who've played it, I have good, good, you know, maybe six friends or something like that. I've played it, and mm-hmm. they're all saying like it's actually quite fun to play, mm-hmm. but there, there's just there isn't all that much left. Like there's not much to do. Sorry. So, okay. um, the Lucid Games, uh, these guys are generally a half decent developer, and they've been really committed with this like a roadmap of how they're going to you know add a new content and so on but it was a game that clearly was a little undercooked in terms of the the breadth of the contents they right. they spent a lot of time on the foundation and the, the gameplay is the loop is fun but when you just don't have the you know the the amount of levels or characters or whatever uh you're you're basically setting yourself up to fail for the for a game like that that acts like mm. a game as a service yeah and i gotcha that, that's a bit of a bummer. But otherwise, like their first party lineup, the launch lineup was just pretty pretty excellent, to be honest. Um, you know, Demon's Souls was nominated for tons of awards. Miles Morales, you guys played, really fun. Yeah. Uh, Astro's Playroom, uh, I gotta say, is one of the most just enjoyable games uh, I can, like, as it's, I don't wanna call it a demo. I feel like it's, it could stand on its own. And, oh, uh, and then, like I said, Sackboy got some really good feedback. But you know now there's this like period aside from Returnal and then you have maybe Ratchet and Clank in in June hopefully uh, it seems a little bare bones yeah and well I mean Mike, yeah go on like Series X is the same thing like it's bare bones now I mean they had the medium which I played I think three hours I got bored <laughs> I just didn't yeah. like it um, that was like one of their first exclusives like the thing is it apparently did well and people still enjoyed it I didn't I was like it was like meh I was like whatever. Uh, I know Gears Text came out as well. I tried that for yeah, a couple of missions as well, but you go from a uh, fast-paced third-person shooter to a slow-as-fuck as tactical game, for me, doesn't work. Um, mm. And I don't even know if it actually did really well. Maybe on PC it did well, but on Xbox, I'm not even sure if it did or not. I mean, people are playing it because it's on Game Pass, so who gives a shit? Um, but for me personally, like I, I, you know, I abused Game Pass, and I tried it out, and I was like, this is... No, <laughs> like if you do a second one, you can go fuck yourselves. It's the same thing with like I find it for Halo Wars. It's like you make a shooter, then you make a tactical game. Like go away, like no, no, no one, no one asked for it except for like maybe <laughs> hardcore fans. 
Like you're like seriously, like especially Halo Wars two, like man, that is money down the drain for the like towards a tile that could have been a lot better. Fuck. But anyways, um, yeah, it, it's just that, that's where that's where Microsoft is really making because they don't have the titles right now. They as you yeah, saw exactly. It's it, it's, it's, in the, it's all in the future. Yeah, that's it. It's all in the future. But what they've done to to tide people over and still keep the mindshare is all these like gestures of goodwill, like the the boosting um, for frames per second, right. the right. Uh, expansion of, from xCloud and all these like um, big wins for Game Pass day one launches for some games and just good deals generally. Like that's how Microsoft has been able to maintain itself. And obviously the Bethesda sure. thing is is the sort of game changer. Um, Whereas Sony, like, yeah, their their business model has been is, has been working. Obviously, that they won the generation by a country mile last last gen, and mm-hmm. they seem to be well on their way to outsell uh, Xbox uh, Series X for the foreseeable future. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you look at the initial figures, at least, like, apparently yeah. last last I saw, it's already sold plus six million uh, units. So, yep. who knows? Um, but they'll lose that momentum if they can't, you know. Like, look at the way Microsoft is looking in the future, making sure that they're future-proofing their system, that uh, you're you're catering to to your your hardcore audience, your your hardcore fans, the, the early adopters. And Sony seems to be dismissing these people, and I'm a little like, that's that's a bit frustrating. Yeah, but who knows? They, they might change around. Like Jim Ryan might be like, "Oh, I'm a loser. I'm gonna fuck off and just <laughs> I'm gonna fire myself because I'm a I don't know shit." So, I'm, who knows? Sure, he is. I'm just hoping the pressure is going to come on. Like I think Microsoft's been making some really good moves re- recently, and I think that that its competition's good to some extent, right? It's yeah. gonna, it's gonna maybe make Sony realize, okay, like Microsoft actually has, you know, a few aces in, the, in their pockets, and you need, we need to fucking up our game if we're gonna make sure we we maintain our our position as number one. Because it's they have more to lose. Microsoft, you know, Xbox is a good business, but it's not remotely their biggest business. Whereas for Sony, this is with the financial services they provide. Oh yeah, it, the biggest it, business. Yeah, it overtook like Sony Pictures, overtook I think Sony TVs and like electronics and stuff like that. Like it yeah, overtook yeah. Sony. The only yeah. thing that's on Sony's side that is making us uh, like it's gone up so much within Sony's portfolio of things, services and whatever, is their anime business. To the point now that with their recent acquisition of, uh, I think, Crunchyroll or something like that, um, mm. there are, there's antitrust uh, issues happening in the, in the States where they're, <laughs> they're worried that Sony is going to be monopolizing the anime industry. And it's going to take them months to finalize that. But, uh, yeah, they're really investing heavily in that. And they, you know, billions of dollars, in fact. But, mm. uh, I mean, anime is quite big worldwide. So I can yeah. see why they want to jump into that market. Oh, exactly. Yeah. But yeah, I, I don't want PlayStation to to suffer. Like that's that's what made Sony, you know, survive all these years. Otherwise, I think Sony would have probably yeah, collapsed the competition of like Samsung, Apple, and other yeah. for all the electronics. Well, honestly, again, Jim Ryan's just up like sniffing coke every day and just, you know, <laughs> not dirty on it. Yeah, he he's, he seems to be part of the problem with the culture change. I think with uh, I Sean Layden and and uh, Andrew House back in the day and all these he, others, they felt more like gamers that actually gave a shit. Yeah. So yeah, anyway, that's like, where it's like, Yeah, like I feel Phil Spencer, like like you know, he's I think he's been in business for seven eight years at Microsoft, and we took him from that cock sucking piece of shit, Dunmatic. <laughs> um, he, he pretty much like like Phil Spencer pretty much cleaned up his mess. 
I'm like he's trying yeah. to anyway. So so at least like you know he's, the guy's not giving up. The guy's a gamer, so it's cool. And that's what like Sony had before. They they, they understood gamers. You know you know even though like you know they did jabs at, at Microsoft saying like oh online only you can't share games. But at the same time they understood what gamers wanted. Yeah. So you know it's it's they did yeah. and they, they don't utilize a lot of the characters that are still somewhat around. Like Shuhei Yoshida was a very likable guy that you know, was at the forefront for a while in um, Worldwide Publishing. And now he's just been tossed in the corner for like the indie initiatives. And you, I haven't heard from him much <laughs> in ages. Yeah. Uh, and I'm like, okay, that sucks. Um, Herman Holst, who obviously ran Gorilla, like he's now running the show for all the first party studios. Where yeah. is he? I don't see him, uh, you know, doing interviews or things like that, uh, aside from the uh, a random comment here and there. And, uh, and you know, like, they, they should be able to bring in some of these these old characters um, from right. <laughs> from this, like, Mark Cerny, same thing. You know, where is he? Uh, oh, I forgot about him. It's true. Yeah. So it's just, like, they're not utilizing it. I know, like, Microsoft, obviously, you know, okay, there's Greenberg and uh, a couple others there that are becoming known names or known quantities within Microsoft. But Phil Spencer is, he has such a persona around him that they don't need the other guys. Whereas Jim, compared to Phil, you know. So. Oh God, like, like, like J- Jim. <laughs> vacuum of charisma. You. Oh yeah, like he speaks to you like you're an investor, investor call. Like, That's it's it. just, ah, it, it, it's, it's, you know, like, like certain companies, like they kind of improve their their showmanship and and like you said, like you know how, how to represent themselves to gamers and like this guy just went backwards. It's just like. That's it. Uh, uh, terrible. Nintendo has obviously Shigeru Miyamoto, like he just has to walk on the scene and everyone's cheering and clapping and going crazy. And they had Reggie for ages. Who... Yeah, Re- Reggie sucks a left man because like everyone loved the guy. The guy is like so charismatic and like he has such a presence. Yeah. But then again, D- Doug Bowser now, who runs Nintendo of America, like he's still like a, a character that some people, uh, a, a, like a businessman, whatever that some people like. But Jim is behind... about him. Uh, I just I don't know Jim is is like I, I'm sure like there's some stuff that we're pinning on him that he doesn't he has nothing to do with and he doesn't deserve but he's just like made himself out to be this kind of like suit who doesn't give a fuck about anybody uh, his consumers yeah. and just cares about getting that dollar bill and uh, that that you know just leaves a bad taste in my mouth I agree by the way Mark haven't said a word in ages <laughs> <laughs> you guys are uh, on a roll uh, I guess, like we, you guys said, that MA's concern with them is that they ignore backwards compatibility almost completely, except for PS4. Uh, but I did hear this. I mean, it's the internet. It could be a bunch of bullshit. But apparently, they're filing patents uh, in order to insert trophies into PS1, 2, and 3 games. Yeah. Yeah, I that, heard those rumors. Yeah. That's uh, no, they they filed that patent, but it's my understanding from uh, there's a guy on YouTube who's really good on PlayStation stuff. His name is Mystic and uh, Mystic Ryan, and he basically said that you know you shouldn't read too much into these things because patents are filed all the time or renewed, and mm-hmm. that the the variant of the patent that he saw looked very much like patents that were um, submitted some time back. So it's probably just them ma- making sure that they they keep that that patent active. Should they decide one day to to put in trophies to, to PS1, PS2, or PS3 games um, more widely, but that it's not necessarily uh, indicative of them, you know, somehow releasing an entirely new service full of all those old games. So it's a it's gonna be a bummer. 
like what yeah. they should be doing really and i don't think it should cost them all that much i know there's like the licensing nightmare for some of these old games especially if they're using soundtracks uh and, and mm-hmm. with artists and so on but they should just like you know they already did a mini revamp of ps now right they started uh pushing it more to the forefront of their their entire ui and uh getting these like three month cycled games that are you know big titles like horizon spider-man and days gone or whatever and god of war but they they really just they, if they just rebrand it to some extent and package it potentially with ps plus as a super package like an ultimate version like the, they do with xbox that people will i'll buy that like i'll i'll you know i'll stop doing just ps plus and i'll just get the year membership and pay more to have both and just have that as an option hmm. and yeah there's lots of potential up. with ps now they just need to use it like the big issue was the servers right sony doesn't have the capacity like microsoft or amazon or others to do, to run all this in-house but they signed that deal at microsoft a couple of years like a year ago or two years ago to use their servers. So it's not like they, they don't have the, the the ability to do that anymore. Uh, it's just, I guess they don't want to invest uh, further into this for whatever reason. So, yeah. bit of a bummer. Mm-hmm. Oh well, that's well, it. Yeah, I guess we'll wrap it up on that. <laughs> yep, fair enough. So uh, any last words from you guys? Jim Ryan, uh, get the boots. <laughs> I I completely agree. You guys should just fuck off. Um, well, you know, buy some Sony shares, and then you can vote on him for the next election. There you go. <laughs> True. The True. shareholders have spoken. Yeah. Uh, I don't have any last words. Hey. Okay. Well, fuck you then. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everyone. Uh, thanks for joining us, and uh, we'll be back. Uh, Someday. All right. Thanks. Bye-bye. Bye. Take it easy.